Welcome to The Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Good afternoon, Scott. Welcome to the wind down. Good afternoon, Nick. It's you know what? It's still warm outside. <laughs> it certainly is. It's certainly, you can tell it's live because we we really are doing this in real time, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so for those of you who've just joined, so for those of you who've just joined in um, on the wind down, um, we have had one failed attempt at going streaming live with this. Why well, I forgot to plug a cable in. Looks like I've got the play cable plugged in now. Um, for those of you who can see, there's gear all around. We've just come back from actually doing a, a live stream for one of our customers. But today, Scott and I are going to talk to you about what are we talking about, Scott? Phone systems. Yay! Yay. <laughs> now, now, I've spent most of my professional career trying to get as far away from phone systems as I can because I think people get really emotionally. If, if the phone doesn't work, if the computer doesn't work, they get annoyed. If, if they can't get into the building, they get annoyed. But if the phone doesn't work, they lose their minds, right? That, that's right, and it's tell you what, especially in today's environment, you can get far away from your phone system because it can go to the cloud. I can. Oh, look at that. What a, what a perfect segue it is. So, so yeah. let's, 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 let's kick off and, and let's talk about phone systems, um, specifically in business. Yes. Probably really relevant as people are starting to work from home. The old, um, the old um, you know, phone on your desk that you can only use in the office is probably dead now. Talk to me about phone systems in business. Okay, so let's and let, let's look at this. And this, this sort of comes from, I guess, the, the work from home situation that's been you know around for quite a while now, or less so in some states. But uh, um, when everybody had to start going home and working at how do I actually function from here? We, we've had clients taking telephones home and finding out, well, where do I plug it in? I said, well, hang on, what, what is it? What did you actually grab? And is it dedicated to the phone system in the office? And in, in some cases, it has been. I said, well, it's not actually going to work. This wow, so yes, so the, the, the concept of the kit in the office yes. right, is, is gone. Now, I've got, I've got one of these, um, I don't know if you can see that here, one of these little Plantronic headsets. And, and yes. this, is, this is the older Voyager. I also have a yep. new one. I also have another one of these. This specific one has been through the wash twice because they're, they're really, really is one of my favourite devices in the world. Um, but I use that to do all my communication, whether it's on my PC in front of me or whether it's you know, on my phone as I'm walking around. Um, you know, Scott, let's try and clear the air. Let's talk about some terminology for people. Because okay. I, know, I know we've said phone call, unified communication, plain old telephone service, PABX. Yes. Yeah, help us demystify it. Let's, let's start with a few things. There, there's the basic phone call. Now, the, the, you may have had the old POTS phone line, um, which is a plain old telephone system. It's quite simple as it is. And then you'd, you'd have your uh, well, PSTN is another good term. What yeah. does that stand for, Scott? He said, putting you on the putting, putting, you, on the spot. putting okay. you on the spot. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm thinking I probably shouldn't mention too many acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, public switch telephone network, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, definitely one of those for that. Definitely a round of applause. Then we get, um, of course, you've got your phone, uh, UC, Unified Communications, a a very fancy way of describing a telephone call, perhaps with a picture attached. Sometimes sometimes which is more expensive than a telephone call with an old system, right? We also have things like uh, SIP, 
Now, this SIP's a fancy way of um, sort of saying we've taken the phone call that used to go over your phone line and we've put it on the internet for you. Um, and this is a, well, everything modern these days goes on sort of like SIP-based approaches. Um, what we'll do, though, is that we'll talk a little bit about sip and uh, a couple of other approaches very soon okay cool excellent so so that's, that's some of the terminology we've been talking about you know we talked talked about i think we understand now we've got a phone call we've got unified communications which is a phone call sometimes with yes. a picture we've, we've got all those <laughs> things but but let's let's do some history because I, okay. I, I love history of it talk to me about phone systems through the and and the telephone system's been around for like a 120 years. So let's talk about phone systems through the ages. Okay. I mean, let's. I guess we go back to the, the start with Alexander Graham Bell and the old uh, bit of copper <laughs> line and the sort of, you know, tap a little bit of a signal on one end that comes up the other and then you sort of get Morse code coming along those and people can tap little signals on the lines and whether you've got a dot, dot, dot or a dash, 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 depends upon the message coming out. But the, I guess the, the real crux of it came down to when we actually started getting phone lines put into businesses or houses and phones put on them and they'd connect back to an old switchboard and you used to actually tap on the phone and the switchboard operator would see that little light comes on, a little noise happens, oh there's someone wants to call, who do you want to talk to? I want to talk to Fred, so you go and connect that person in with Fred, that became then automated, you get your old exchanges, your phone systems in there, um, and most most um, telephone exchanges up in, well actually even, even today, are really just a big fancy phone system. There's not there's a bit, more, a bit more smarts to them and that sort of thing, but there's not a lot. All you're doing is connecting some wires together electronically to pass a signal down them. Okay, and that, that signal, you know, traditionally, and you know, when I grew up as a kid, that was an analogue signal, yes. right? So it actually, you had a, uh, this thing, this microphone is a physical um, um, a coil in a, in a um, permanent magnet, which as it moves up and down generates an electric field in the wires that travels all the way down. The old phone system, that used to travel all the way from me to you, right? Yes. You'd have it going through the exchange. The exchange would actually provide power. It's a, like a small amount of small amount of power, either like 48 volts DC or a very, very small amount, though, to actually make your phone go ring. Because if you think about the old phones, um, there's no actual... They don't plug into the wall normally. Uh, they've got ringers in them and they have to make a noise when someone rings you, so that was actually powered off the exchange. Now, if I remember rightly, having gone into exchanges, that was battery powered as well, wasn't it? It was 48 volts, yes. DC, big batteries yes. and bus bars big, and all sorts of stuff. Big roomfuls of battery just in case the main power cut out and it, so you've got to keep your phones working. So yeah, so look, that's the, and that's the start of where the business sort of interaction came from, that you would have one or more dedicated PSTN lines or analog phone lines coming into the business and you can do some smarts at the exchange to say, oh, look, do we have one phone number that makes all of these rings so it makes it you know, look very efficient? And, and that. that's, that's the starting point for business, I think. Okay, so so then we move, uh, and, and that's nicely moving into, you know, we've got through the ages, we've got this, the exchange, which is really where they physically yes. switch things, and, and they go through automating those in a big way. But we've also got the ability for businesses to have their own micro-exchanges in their office, right? The, that's right. And, and that's kind of what PABX stands for, isn't it? That's, that's about... Yeah. You know, personal area branch exchange, yeah. I guess that one badly? Well, or private branch exchange, but yeah, it's, a, it's the same sort of... I, I guess as long as you can get PBX or PABX out the door, you, you sort of... This is the whole the whole concept of where this went to, that um, every business then had their own little way of controlling it, and you would have local extensions, or let's say you put 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 phones off your local phone system and had one set of phone lines connecting it to the outside world. 
cool. No, I, I get it. And those are hardware, weren't they? And this, this yes. wasn't. We weren't doing a lot of this in software. This is nope. all all hardware driven. These are physical appliances. There were some cases the um, the systems had little hard drives in them to to carry the code, but they were all pre-programmed. They were all set with their own little versions of operating systems. And um, yeah, it's uh, they lasted a long time. Clearly. Um, but, but but now we've got to the point where software will run these things, right? That's right. And this is happening at the same time that all sorts of software is moving up to the cloud. Yes. So we can now talk about hosted PBXs, can't yeah. we? Why don't you take me through those? And this, this is a, a, a bit of a leap because what happens is uh, all of a sudden we don't need to have the phone system at your premises. Okay, so I don't have to have it here. But but how does that work, right? Because yes. because where we were talking about, I, I had microphones and speakers in handsets and wires traveling yes. everywhere. We've I think we've missed a step, and we've missed the digitization of phone information. We've right. missed voice over IP. Why didn't you and, talk us through that? And even even things like ISDN which was the first digital version of a phone line. Now, I, I, I wrote some software, and I, I probably profess how old I was, for British Gas back in the day in the UK that actually used ISDN as the network. And if I remember, my digital network on ISDN gave me 128 kilobits per second mm. between sites. Two, that, was, that was awful. Awesome. Two, two channels. That's excellent. <laughs> yes. Or a little bit less in the US because they used part of the bandwidth for their signaling mm -hmm. uh, versus the, the modern sort of world. That's probably not a good way to put it, but uh, they used a separate signaling channel, cool. 2B plus 1D. So. Cool. So the minute I get to the voice information going digitally, yes. I can put it on my data network. And this is, so the next, the next stage of this is, well, if we can take analog voices, well, voices as people are talking into phones, convert that into a digital data stream, why do we have to have special... ISDN lines, for example, to carry this. We can start wrapping this around other protocols that will transfer it across the internet. Right, and we've got better and better at the internet, where it's no longer dial-up, right. is it? It's, it's no longer dial-up. The internet lines are sufficiently fast. And look, the, a voice call doesn't really take a lot. A, a good, high-quality voice call, about 100k uh, of, of bandwidth, was sufficient for replacing your old ISDN line or your, your copper line and still have very good quality. Okay, so, so voice calls don't use a lot of data. I do think people get confused though because we used to run data over voice lines. Yes. And also ADSL runs data over the old telephone set. So I can get yes. why, yeah, if, if you're not a networking guy, oh, hey, I'm not a networking guy, I'm a software guy, I can get why people get confused, <laughs> right? Well, this, this is okay. And the, the funny thing is you would actually have what was a phone line coming in you would then either do a dial-up connection with the modem or you know, ADSL comes along, you do ADSL across the top and then you digitise your voice and put yourself in the digital data stream on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, less, it's, it's like the movie Inception, right? It's, it's yes. a data stream inside a data stream inside a data stream inside a really old copper voice connection, right? That, that's pretty much it. And at some point, the copper just disappears. <laughs> cool. So I've, got my, I've now got my voice going over um, IP. Yes. Um, that's going through data connections that I've got a whole bunch of. I'm getting my head around this, right? Um, which means you can have the PBX hosted by someone. And there's some types of those. There's, there's kind of three major types are there, or do you well, think so? Well, let's, let's just have a look at the PBX being hosted for a start. Okay. Think about your, you've got your same phone system in your office and you've got all these handsets connected to it. All we're doing is we're taking away the actual PABX part, the physical box, and we're going and sticking it 
in another room. Think about it that way. And this room may be a long way away in a data center at a telephone exchange. But it's not the actual physical box we're taking there. We're taking the functions that that box provides and we're putting it in software and running it on a server somewhere. So now your handsets are talking to... A server somewhere. It's actually a server running some software that says, hey, I'm actually a phone system. Talk to me. Okay, got it. And to make life easy for everyone, we're now running power over our Ethernet cables (laughs) to power the phones. That is right. So your standard Ethernet cabling, we can use um, initially the unused pins because they're normally about eight wires that will go into a properly configured Ethernet cable. Mm-hmm. Um, or in some cases with the new gig, you actually use power on the same lines as well. But um, we are powering devices off the switch. So we can actually just plug a phone into an Ethernet port. It powers up, it connects on the internet, goes out, talks to a phone system remotely, gets a phone number, you can make calls. Cool. Okay. Got it. So, all right. So I've got these devices. They're running over my network. They've got power from somewhere. They come up. They connect using DHCP. They get an IP address. I've told them where their server is or yes. DNS does mm, or something. There's a little bit of configuration. Yep. And they're now talking to the server. Talk to me about the servers. Let's get back to okay. where we Let's do hosted PBXs. Yes. What's out there? So look, this... Um, it, it, at a basic level, um, there's a, a piece of uh, software that uh, is called Asterix, and that's, this, there are many versions of this, but this is a one popular one. Uh, it is free, um, but having said it, it's, it's free, uh, you've got to be able to understand it and support it yourself, and if there's issues, you've got to be able to update it yourself and so forth. But um, it became the sort of yeah, de facto standard for free phone systems. Um, anyone can go and download a copy. If you know what you're doing, you can go and run it up in a cloud somewhere, point some phones at it, hey, you, there you go, you've got a working phone system. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite feature rich. Um, and over time, other developers have added code to it to add this feature and that feature and that feature, and all of a sudden you've got a working sort of free phone system. But yeah. now, if I think back to PPXs, they were monstrously expensive. They and, were. And now you're saying we can do it all with free software. But nobody serious will be using that, right? Well, look, yes and no. So, look, the, the idea of the PBX is that, yes, you'd pay a lot of money for it, but you know that there's, let's say, there's 50,000 or 100,000 of them floating around. They've been properly tested. You know they work. They're going to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't have to touch them. And the chances are you might get a PABX uh, person coming in once a year at most and probably just to change some configuration. Uh, very rarely would you have someone coming in and say, my phone system has failed. Yeah, I suppose it would happen, but it's not a common thing. Um, when you start to take things into the cloud and you're running your own phone system for free there, well, it's a bit different. You've got to maintain it. You've got to make sure it gets updated. There'll be some downtime perhaps at times, but yeah. Okay, so so all of that PPX functionality can happen you know, on up in the cloud, either hosted by me or hosted by somebody else yes. or, or as full software as a service depending on... <laughs> On, on what I'm going to buy. Well, that, that's it. And so what actually happens, uh, when, what, what has happened is that the service providers that know a lot more about IT than the average business, they've said, oh, we know how to run this software. We'll go and run it for you and charge you a small amount, like maybe it's a few dollars per user to actually uh, access it, but we'll maintain it. We'll make sure it's up. We'll make sure it's redundant. We'll provide all your connections to the main outside world for phone and so forth. And that's the sort of like the foundation of the low-cost hosted phone system. Okay, cool. Now I've got it. Now, in our office here, and apart from all my gear around, there's no handsets, right? We, we, don't, use, we don't use handsets, and I don't think I've used a handset now for years. Actually, when I was doing an engagement with chartered accountants, no, I didn't have a handset there either, but everybody mm. else did. 
Um, I remember when we first started doing, you know, voice over IP, and, and I had this horrific soft phone software, which was horrible yes. and kind of pretended to be a handset badly on my phone. Handsets versus soft phones. What's your view, Scott? Okay, so look, uh, handsets do play uh, a role in certain environments. Um, but the, the reality today is that most people don't want to be lugging around a physical telephone where they go to be able to plug it in and make a phone call. But in fact, you're actually taking a phone with you anyway because you've got your mobile phone. And there are soft phones that can run on mobile phones. And by soft phone, I mean a, a software version of a phone. So you put in your configuration. It might be, this is my phone number. This is the server I connect to. Off we go and over your 4G data connection or over Wi-Fi if you're in a business, you'll go and get your phone line. Okay, got it. But I do remember those old SIP phones. Yes. They were really heavy on CPU and battery, they, right? They, they were. And you, the old versions of things like uh, Bria or some of the free, uh, the free versions of the applications, they, they worked relatively well. You had a high-quality call. But they're always on. And because it's voice, they're trying to be very specific because voice as an application is not very tolerant to little drops or something like that. Uh, let's say you had email. If your email was delayed by half a second, you're not going to notice. But if voice delays half a second here or half a second there, you get this message that it sounds like it sounds terrible. You can't really tell what's going on. So that, that's the problem. And because these applications were very specifically trying to avoid that happening, they would stay on and they would drain your battery. And, and you end up, oh, this used to last a day, now it lasts half a day. It's terrible. Okay, so so that's those old soft phones. But but now one thing I know not a lot of people actually know, especially here in Australia, Microsoft Teams is a soft phone, isn't yes. it? In fact, Microsoft Teams is our soft phone. We uh, we use Teams. We actually have phone numbers coming into it in the cloud, and the Teams client that we run on our phones on our handsets, um, we've actually enabled the external calling um, connectivity, direct uh, direct routing. And um, yeah, we, we make calls on it. And we've actually found that it's, it's very low on you know, resource usage. You can run it all day. It's actually used as a proper phone and it doesn't drain the, the battery. It doesn't run hot on the CPU. So it's good. Yep. No, I understand. Now, well, one thing I, I remember, you know, just thinking onto this, running around Asia, I used to spend quite a lot of time mm. in Singapore and Asian countries, is almost everybody there had two phones. Yes. They had their business phone and their personal phone. Mm -hmm. Well, some people had their normal phone and their girlfriend's phone. I, I wasn't ever quite sure what it was. Um, I only have one phone, by the way, if anybody's watching. Um, so, so personal versus business usage on soft phones. That's a conundrum. Talk me through it. So this, this is less a technical issue and more a, uh, I'll say sort of HR sort of issue or a legal issue. Uh, some people like having a personal phone that's just got their personal things on it. They say, well, no, I don't want to use that for business purposes. That's my own phone. I pay for it. I pay for the plan. Why should I be using that for business purposes? Um, other people are saying, look, I don't care. I just want to carry one phone. I'm quite happy to you know, pay for that plan and to do whatever, uh, even if I'm getting reimbursed by the business for internet, perhaps, um, and just so that I'm only carrying one device around. Yep. Um, and so, that's so I, I hear you with that. Take me through, and, and we just alluded on it earlier, take me through the configuration we run at Tribe Tech. Give me, give me a yeah. view for that, Scott. Well, this, this is... Uh, and, it, and, and take some time, because I'm going to plug the other camera into a battery, because it's just lost it. Why do you talk? Oh, okay, that's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you a Teams call when you're over the other side. Excellent, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, look, our, our configuration is actually quite simple. We have a Teams 
um, Microsoft Teams instance uh, running in within Office 365 or Microsoft 365 as it's as it's known now. Uh, we do have our phone numbers. We've ported them in, so we've taken our existing phone numbers. And we've said now make those appear within Teams. And because they appear within Teams, we can then route them into our Teams instance and down to individual handsets. So those handsets, uh, I've got one, uh, and my handset in, in this case is my Teams client on my mobile phone. Um, we can actually get Teams enabled phones. Uh, they work as well uh, if you do need a physical handset. And sometimes good for call centres when you want to put specific devices in there, maybe you want to put a specific headset on. Uh, other times it's um, they're, they're good for common areas in businesses where the phone is not assigned to a person, but maybe you've got a phone at reception that when someone turns up at your business, say, hey, pick, that, pick up this phone and ring someone or press this button to let someone know you're there. So that, look, there's still uses for common area phones um, or in hallways or in evacuation areas, for example. But yeah. Okay, and and everybody, so there's, there's yeah, but in, in our scenario here, um, and I'm back, yay, we don't <laughs> have, you tell it's live, can't you, today? So So no physical phones, Teams Voice, mobiles only for everyone, right? We, we are pretty much mobiles only, aside from some test gear and some other bits and pieces we play with a bit for, for that. But we've got our one three hundred numbers routing in, one eight hundred numbers routing in. Um, and here's, here's something that, uh, uh, in, in case you're not aware, let's say that I go on travel. This is a thing that people used to do when they get on planes <laughs> and go, go out of the country when they were allowed to. Um, back in the old days <laughs> and hopefully will again but um, let's say that you went overseas somewhere and you wanted to make a phone call to someone back home in Australia you would let's say let's say you started to use the phone in the hotel room and all of a sudden you realize you're getting charged you know, like half a lotto win every minute just to uh, just to make a phone call um, it's all doable but when you're taking a soft phone with you your local Australian phone number in wherever you are is actually sitting there on your phone and you appear as if you are making a local call. So if I travel to the US, for example, I've got my Teams client there, that Teams phone, that, that Teams client will ring in the US with my local Sydney phone number. That's super cool functionality, right? Yeah. That, that means you are you know, Scott Atkinson at Tribe Tech on your number, which I can't remember, um, but but all the time, no yes. matter where you are. Really matter where I am. And no customers. additional cost. Yep. You're just up for either Wi-Fi or data connectivity wherever you go, but that's pretty easy to get these. So, so that, that actually brings me quite a subtle segue there, Scott. I like yes. that one. What are the costs? So so talk to me about the price of these things. Okay, so there's, there's a couple of ranges. Um, at a basic level, you can normally get something between, say, about $10 to about $40 a user per month, and that's generally most usage is included. So at $10, it may just be a phone line, and you've got to pay for calls on top or it could even be $5 and you pay for calls on top. And that's some basic sort of um, connectivity. Uh, once you get upwards of sort of like 40 odd dollars or that sort of thing, you generally have unlimited calls. Um, by unlimited calls, it's standard calls. So local, national, um, calls to mobile phones. And in some cases, international calls to a lot of common countries. It might be the top 20 countries where connectivity is easy and the cost of delivering calls is actually quite cost effective. Uh, once you go outside of that, once you start ringing one three, uh, also one three, one three will be included. One eight hundred will be included, uh, but it might be like a one nine zero two weather or something like that. Those, yep. those special numbers you'll get billed for those. 
um, some 13 numbers you will get billed the local call cost for on the 1300 numbers. You'll get billed a flat local call cost for um, and any other special numbers like you ring a satellite phone or you ring some strange country that is still not really caught up with technology and therefore the, the phones are so many dollars a minute to ring and that sort of thing. Well, yeah, you, know, you, you will be paying for that. But for most people, it's pretty good. So, so and, and the neat thing is with the, the cloud PPX, if you yes. will, there's nothing up front, right? Apart from some setup, which you're going to have to do yeah. anyway. You're not having to buy hardware and rack space no. and all that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's, it's no. just works that way. That's the whole thing. It's not your infrastructure you have to worry about any, anymore. You're buying it as a service. So it could be TAAs, telephony as a service. If you want to keep <laughs> don't, it, don't, keep it don't, that don't, way. Don't, Unified I, communications as a service. No, you, um, we, we, you know, we, we have an argument about this. <laughs> it's not an argument because we like each other, but, but um, there's, there's only three as a services, uh, infrastructure, yes. software, and platform. And, and that's in the international standard for what is cloud. You can come oh. up with the other DS and TS oh, as much as you want. Service as a service? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid as a service. Anyway, moving on. Would that sell? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, so the, look, the call costs are, uh, are normally uh, only pretty good and you don't have a lot of infrastructure unless you're buying handsets. Um, and look, handsets these days, you can get like about $250. $300 gets you a really good handset. I've seen handsets as low as about $100 and you know, they, they've got a bunch of buttons there. You pick up the phone, it actually there's a person at the other end. It, it works. It's, it's pretty simple sort of stuff. Um, what we have seen that's very interesting though are Teams phones. These are phones that don't actually run a standard SIP client. They actually run Teams on them. So they actually boot up, they've got a little operating system on them, they run a Teams client on there and they're managed out of your Office 365 instance. This is quite nice because you can push out firmware updates, you can push out configurations, you don't have to be on site to deploy the phone. Someone plugs it in somewhere and you're remotely controlling it out of the Office 365 portal. It's really good. Sounds, sounds superb. So so Teams Teams phones certainly are, are certainly a thing. Um, yeah. So. So I think that's kind of given us given us an overview of the what's going on in the market. And one of my feeling is we're moving away from the your dedicated handset, the dedicated PBX. We've got now go to a cloud PBX. We'd move away from you know a dedicated soft phone to something that's phones part of what it does, right? Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, Anything else? And I think we, now, now those of you watching will notice we haven't been drinking a lot of wine today. Let's, and, and, I, and I will admit the reason we're not drinking wine is we had more than enough yesterday. So we're, <laughs> we're maybe not feeling it today. Um, but but I, th I think it's worth talking about a wine. Scott, uh, go for it. Uh, of course. Let, look, let's talk about one of the bottles we had yesterday. Um, there's, a, um, there's a lovely bottle out of a place called Yelverton in Western Australia. Uh, Barwick Wines produce this. It's, it's a range called the Optimus. Optimus is supposed to be like the, the best. I can tell you, it was actually quite good. It's rather um, nice. This, this was a, a Shiraz, the Terraces. Comes out of a little dedicated block of uh, land that produces this, uh, this sort of really uh, heavy red grape. We had um, bottle 781 of 975, so it was only a limited release. And um, it was uh, quite a spectacular performer. So um, Yelverton is just north of uh, Margaret River. Margaret River is about yeah, a bit under three hours south of Perth, sort of in that sort of common wine area for over there. So this was a, this was a lovely drop. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, um, I think it was a lovely drop, by the way. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I think that that kind of does us for the wind down for this week. So I'd like to say thank you to Scott. Thank you. Thank you, Nick.
pleasure. And um, if you're watching or if you're listening, um, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That that really helps us. Um, put any comments you want. It's lovely to get feedback and understand what you want and what you want us to talk about. But I think that's that's basically it. It's all that's left for me is to say thanks, Scott. It's been lots of fun. I'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.